or this chapter, most of it in its entirety to tell this story. And uh, say, well, preacher, that's a lot of reading. And well, help us, Lord. Hopefully it'll be long reading, short preaching. How's that? Hallelujah. I'm not going to be my dad this morning and say I'm going to be short, and uh, but I'm going to try to be. Beware of the time. I know we got uh, a lot of things going with Children's Church and then Youth Choir practice, I believe, this evening. And trying to get ready for our meeting and uh, excited about our meeting and uh, what's going on there. And so we will be having uh, Brother Blaine Muse, evangelist, will be preaching for us this evening uh, here at Neil Show at the Stock Lighthouse. And uh, man, come expect him. Brother Muse is a preacher, he's the kind that'll make you want to preach. Uh, the old saying says he could paint, he could preach the paint off the walls. And uh, so y'all endure me this morning. Y'all get a fiery hot evangelist this evening to come and, and uh, man, probably get you on your feet and make you run the aisles once or twice. Hallelujah. But turning, to the, uh, turning in the book of Daniel chapter 3 this morning, and uh, I will start reading at the first verse. And Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. And he set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent together together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the province to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the princes, the governors, and the captains, and the judges, and the treasurers, and the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the province were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And then and Herod cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sapbut, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And those, and whosoever falleth not down and worship shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. How many can say burning, fiery furnace? Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackba, the, the psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. And they spake and said unto King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hath made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet and the flute and the harp and the sackbut and the psaltery and the dulcimer and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whosoever falleth not down and worship it, worship he that he should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Ah, my, my. There are certain Jews, there are certain Jews. Man, I'm just glad there's some certain people that's just not going to bow down. No matter the pressure, no matter what's coming down the pike, no matter uh, whether it uh, affects their, uh, their life, their family, or whatever it might be, they're just going to say, you know what, this is what's right. The old elder triplet used to tell the story of being there in Branson and going into the show, and they, they, he knew he probably shouldn't have been in there to begin with, this certain show, and they were trying to make a spectacle out of him, and the elders told the story, uh, and I've heard the elder triplet tell the story so many times, but um, they had kept trying to get him to go up on the stage there and, uh, and dance, and you know he just kept telling them, no, 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 and finally uh, they found somebody else, and on the way out, that uh, lady asked, well, why didn't you just get up there and, and, and dance? Uh, it just, it's just part of the show. And he said, you know what, ma'am? Sometimes we just need some, somebody to say no. We just need, and she said, you're an apostolic preacher, ain't you? And he said, yes, ma'am, I sure am. 
But you know what? We need, we need a group of people. We need some people that will make up their minds and say, you know what? I don't care what happens. There's going to be a certain people in this 2023 20, day and age that we're living when it seems like this world is getting crazy and it seems like they're losing their mind. I want to be a part of a certain people that says, you know what? I'm not going to bend. I'm not going to bow. And I ain't going to burn. Why? Because I serve a God that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what I could ask or even think I don't care about the pressure I don't care about the peer pressure I don't care about what my friends say I don't care about what my school buddies say my college mates say I'm going to stand for what's right I'm going to stand for the word of God this word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee O God hallelujah hallelujah there's a certain people whom thou hast set over the affairs of the providence of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Say, oh, preacher, this is, this is just an old story we've heard from, uh, from Sunday school up, from, from uh, kindergarten up. We've heard about this uh, story here. We, we know the story, but I want to bring it to us today. I, I, I've just... Uh, had this dropped into my spirit and I just felt like the Lord and uh, man I, I, I know we've been teaching on the book of Acts around here the modern day book of Acts church but I just felt like the Lord dropped this into my spirit for this morning's service and I, I, I can't get away from it and I want to I just want to obey the Lord this morning and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego these men O king have not regarded thee uh, the, they serve not thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury got mad and commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they brought these men before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do you not serve my gods? nor worship the golden image which I have set up. Uh, I talked to y'all this the other day and take notice in the scripture if you're reading with me or if you see it on the board there that uh, this is the little G, uh, gods, the little gods. Uh, uh, You do not serve my gods nor worship the golden image which I have set up. Now if you be ready that what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and the dulcimer, and all kinds of music. Ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. And you're gonna, not only are you gonna worship it, but you're gonna worship it well. You're gonna do it right. You're gonna give it everything you got. But if you worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Can you say burning fiery furnace? And who is that God, the big God, the big G, the capital G, that shall deliver you out of my hands? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this manner. We ain't even scared how to answer you. We we ain't even going to take thought on how we answer you right here, O king. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from that burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. Man, that's, that's, that, that sounds good right there. That sounds, he's just going to deliver us out. And we know at the end of the story he does. But verse 18 is kind of where I want to launch off of uh, this morning just for a little bit. Uh, but if not, but if not, Be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury and the form of his vision was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You ever been so mad, man? You're like, man, I'm so mad I'm seeing spots right now. uh, That's the way uh, Nebuchadnezzar was. He was so mad his vision had even changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat up the furnace one seven times more than it 
was want to be heated. What are you talking about, priest? Whatever this thing was rated for, he said heat it up seven times more than what it's rated for. I don't know what this thing rated for, but I want you to heat it up seven times more. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Man, I talk. I, I remember being in the fur house, and some of y'all that worked in the old fur house, brother DJ and brother Cliff, and them, uh, brother Jimbo. We, there was an old pot belly stove in that thing, brother Matt Seeger. She was there too, and uh, man, we it'd be cold, and we it, the fur was through the winter time, and man, we'd throw fill that thing with wood. But there was just some mornings that brother Ryan, it, it just it wouldn't just knock the the chill out of there. Man, we'd go back there and we'd scrape, and I know it, man, that's nasty. We'd take some of that old coon fat out of them piles where they were scraping them hides, and we would go in there and we'd throw that coon fat in that, that stove. And man, you want to talk about getting that thing. That thing would get so hot that the whole belly of that stove would just turn cherry red. You could just go over there and you could literally push with a piece of metal or something, and you could warp that metal it was so hot trying to get it warm in that place and that's I, 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 when I was reading this and uh, beginning to think about that that's I, I, probably what they did they went and got something a little different to heat that stove up with and just a little normal piece of wood then these men were bound in their coats and their hosens and their hats and their, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of a burning fiery Furnace. How many still with me this morning? Let me set a little foundation this morning. Therefore, because the king commanded was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flames of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said unto the king, True, O king. And he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form is like unto the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar near come near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego come forth of the midst of the fire. And the princes and the governors and the captains and the king's counselors begin to gather together and saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power. Nor was it even a hair of their head even singed, and neither was their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. They didn't even smell like smoke. They didn't even have uh, that smell on them. If you go out into the yard, maybe burn some leaves or start a little fire. And, uh, man, you pretty soon you come in and uh, wife, or, man, you smell like smoke. They didn't even smell like smoke. Uh, Brother Segrist, they didn't even have that smoke on them. Uh, but I come to tell you today that at that moment in time when they looked at that king uh, and they looked at him and said, uh, we're not going to bow to this idol made of gold. We're not going to bow to the little G's, the little gods. We serve the one true and only God. And we're not even going to take heed on how we answer you. I come to preach to us just for a little bit this morning. Sometimes God takes us through the fiery furnace. Sometimes he takes us through the fire. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I've talked to a few men here lately and it seems like like they're going through the trials of their life. Amen. And you begin to pray and I begin to seek God's face for an answer. And I feel like, I said, God, I need a word from you over these situations. I don't know why that these men are facing, these people are facing what they're facing. Can you give me a word, God? And I drove all the way down almost to Dallas, Texas, Friday and Friday night. I sat in a service and God dropped this in my spirit got back up early 
early Saturday morning and headed back and this burning on the inside of me. God gave me the word that I was looking for and I come to tell some people in this house this morning, God knows what you're going through. God sees where you're at. He knows what you're facing. But sometimes he's just gonna take us through the fire. Sometimes he's just gonna challenge us and see what we're really made of. I don't know if God is gonna save me. I don't know if he's gonna bring me through the fire. But if not, oh king, if not, if God don't save me, if God don't deliver me out of your hand, I know one thing, I'm still gonna be serving my God, the one and true, only God. What are you talking about? Sometimes we get this concept that if I do right and then everything should be all right. But so many times we forget about the stories. The story like Joseph. All he did is dad said, hey, I want you to go down. I want you to check on your brothers. I want you to check about your brothers. Man, he goes down to his brothers. What more could you ask for? He was just obeying his daddy. He was just worried about his brothers. Oh, the love of his brothers and when he gets down there he gets thrown in a prison in a pit he gets sold into slavery sent off to Egypt to the potter's house Potiphar's house he's in prison makes his way out of prison works his way back up no doubt in his mind all I was doing is just obeying my dad all I was doing was just chucking on my brothers and seeing how they was doing and here I am sold into slavery slavery by my own brother sitting in prison. He works his way out of prison and here Potiphar's wife, she makes a pass at him and all he had to do, man he made it just, he could have no doubt maybe smooched a little made a little kiss, maybe gave her a little hug and said okay no, 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 no but he, the Bible said he maintained his integrity. He did what was right in the face of opposition, in the face of sin he stood up and said okay God I love you more than I love the world I love you more than the things of this world I'm going to make a stand for you and because uh, and it seemed like there, uh, God's looking down and said, okay, uh, man, he loves me. Uh, uh, he could have sinned. Uh, he could have had the desires of the flesh, uh, but he chose, uh, he chose me. Uh, thank you, Joseph. Now go to prison again. We forget about them kind of stories, Brother Jimbo. And no doubt that Joseph is sitting in prison. And once again, he's thinking, man, all I was doing was doing what my dad said. All I was doing was checking on my brothers. All I was doing was just caring about my family. And I get sold by my family. I get put into slavery. I get put into prison. I make my way out of it. I stay faithful. And man, oh, then sin is presented in front of me. And once again, I turn down sin I lay sin to the side and here I am again in prison what are you talking about preacher sometimes God takes us through the fiery furnace God takes us through to see what we're really made of and here he is sitting in prison oh man and he's forgot about he's telling the baker and he's telling all of these the wine man hey if you get out don't forget about me he sits there for two over two years he's forgotten about again and here he is sitting in prison oh we want to tell the stories oh man if you do this God's gonna bless you and if you do that God but sometimes we forget about some of these stories that had to maintain their integrity they had to stand up and say you know what God just because it don't go my way just because I didn't get what I wanted to get just I'm just gonna 
my spirit. But sometimes oh, we don't get the job that we want to get. Sometimes we don't get the position that we wanted to get. Or we don't get the money. Or we don't get the house or the car that we wanted to get. But my God, help us to maintain our integrity with God. God, no matter what happens, don't you slay me. Yet will I trust you. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Job who had the money, who had the wealth and the riches and the kids and he was a righteous man. He was a righteous man. All he ever did, Brother Din, was just live right and do right and walk before God and offer sacrifice every day just in case his children may have sinned, the Bible said. And here he is, and he's living right, and he's talking all right, and he's doing what's right and offering sacrifice for his babies just in case they may have sinned. And the only thing that got him was he was just righteous. He was just living right. He was just walking right. He was just being faithful to church. He was faithful to worship. He was faithful to prayer. He was faithful to outreach. He was faithful in the children's ministry. The only thing that he had going against him, he was just faithful to the house of God, brother DJ. He was just faithful to the school, the Christian school, whatever it might be. God, I'll mow the yard. I'll clean the toilets. I'll vacuum the floor. And it seems like every time you turn around, it's something else. It's something else. And it's one runner. The Bible said, Brother Dylan, right after another, he come and said, hey, I was tending the sheep and they come in on me. They stole your sheep. They slew your servants. I'm the only one that escaped. And the Bible said, as he's telling him, another runner comes up. Hey, I was guarding the donkeys. And here they come in, the Chaldeans. And they took the donkeys. And they killed everybody but me. I'm the only, and here they come. Somebody, I was doing the camels. I was doing the cows. I was doing the horses. And here was Brother brother McKean, one runner after another. And pretty soon you might think, my God, can I handle any more? How many's ever felt in life? Man, if God just put another two pound or a pound on me, I couldn't handle no more, God. Come on, can you be honest this morning? I've been there. I've been there, God. How much more can I handle? How much more can I take? And as all these men are standing around me, telling me I've lost everything, telling me they come in and stole everything, they killed everything, here comes the last runner. And no doubt, Brother Jordan, he knew this runner. He knew where this man had been. My God, this one's been with my kids. There wasn't no sin in Job's life. Uh, my God, the only thing, he was just righteous, uh, so righteous. Uh, when the prince uh, of this whole world was walking to and fro, uh, seeking whom he may devour, uh, the Bible said uh, that Jesus, uh, God Almighty said, have you uh, considered my servant Job? Uh, he said, oh yeah, I've considered him, uh, but you got a hedge uh, built around him. Uh, he was just, uh, everything he'd done, he was just being righteous. Uh, he was just being holy. Uh, he was just back in the pastor. He was just back in the preacher. What do you need preacher? What do you need done around the church? We forget about it. What, are you what happened to my children? Oh man, there was, there was this earthquake and it collapsed the house and it killed everybody, even your, chil your seven children. I'm the only one to escape to tell you. And here he is. And not only did he lose his children and everything he had, and then the Bible said that his life was touched. He had boils. He's sitting there, he's sitting there naked in a pot of ashes, Brother Jim with a piece of pottery and he's scraping the pus out of the boils that's on his life 
I come to tell you, I've never been that bad. I've never had it that bad. Oh my God. But he said, you know what? Naked was I was when I come in this world and naked will I be when I return. But one thing, blessed be the name of the Lord. God, I don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through, but I know one thing. If I gotta go through the fire and furnace, that ain't gonna change my vision. That ain't gonna change my love for the house of God. We forget about them stories. What are you talking about, preacher? Let's turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Oh man, the heroes of faith. This is where we get to read about all of the heroes. Abraham and David. All the ones that had the faith and God done great works for. Let me bring your attention uh, to the verse number 33. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the enemies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Boy, it's all joy right here to this point. This is going good. Everything's great. Man, I'm glad to be a part of the Osho Apostolic Lighthouse. I'm glad to be apostolic. I got the dead raised. I'm putting the enemy to flight. Everything's going my way. Till we get right here and we begin to read verse 35. And, when, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they may obtain a better Resurrection. And others had trial, a trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered around about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom this world was not even worthy to know their name. They didn't even give their name in this book because the world wasn't even worthy to know who their names was. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all having obtained a good report through faith. They all was faithful. They all loved the truth and righteousness. Uh, but the last part of that verse received not the promise. They never got, Brother Wood, what they was promised to them. They never got what had been promised to them. They never received it. But I come to tell you today, they're in the heroes of faith. And so many times we want to read, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things I see. And I love to read it. I love faith. I believe in faith. I believe in signs, wonders, and miracles. I cut my teeth on it. I'll never go away from it. But so many times we forget about the last part of chapter 11. When they were sawn asunder, they never received what was promised to them. They just went on to meet their reward. I come to tell you today, it didn't stop them from being faithful. It didn't stop them from making their way to the church. It didn't stop them from saying, you know what? It's almost church time. I gotta get to the church. I gotta find a place to pray. I gotta find a place to follow my face. What are you talking about, preacher? I pay my tithes. I give in the offering. I give to the church. I give my time to the church. You know, so many times, and I, and I hit on it too. I, I believe in it. I believe that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. I believe that. I stand on it. 
But so many times we forget about some of these stories, about some of them. We're just going to go through the, say, preacher, man, why did it happen to them? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just understand that, that bad things happen to good people sometimes. And I don't know, and I wish I knew everything, and I wish the Lord would come down and talk to me. I got a few questions to ask him. I, I, I want to know, oh, what's going on? How come? Um, and this and that. But you know what? Uh, his ways are far above my ways, and his thoughts are way beyond my thoughts. I don't understand and comprehend what God is doing. He said, oh, preacher, I give my tithes and offerings. I give to the church. I'm, I'm, I'm faithful to the church. And by my giving, and this is what got me right here. This is what, that, this is what took me a step back when the Lord dropped this. And it just began to work in my soul and in my spirit. Because of my faithful giving, God, he owes me. I've gave and I've gave. But you know what? There's some of us that has gave and if we if we go off of how we think or what we feel God should owe us millions then because of my time and my no see if he owed us then he would have to go back and he would have to apologize to the beggar what are you talking about you can read in chapter Luke chapter 16 there's a story there. What are you talking about? And there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs, the dogs... I ain't never been so low, Sister Stephanie, Brother Donnie, that I come and had the dogs begin to lick my sores as I laid, begging for a few crumbs to fall from some rich man's table. I'm going to tell you something. You've gone to the point of pride. Pride's gone. We're sitting there and you're full of sores. And you're sitting there at some man, rich man's gate that's dressed in fine linen and purple. And he's got everything and he's fared sumptuously, the Bible said. And here you are. And I'm going to tell you something. He was right. What are you talking about? Because the Bible said when he died, he was packed to Abraham's bosom, which is a type and shadow of heaven. And when the rich man died, he went to hell. There was something that Lazarus was doing right, Brother Jimbo. He was living right. He was faithful to church. He was faithful to the house of God. He was faithful in his giving. He was faithful in every aspect of his life. But he still found himself laying at another man's gate, begging for the crumbs that just fell from his table. Can you just give me your scraps? Can you give me your leftovers? I'll take it. I'm so hungry. I'll eat it. And while he's begging, the dogs come up. The Bible said, and they begin to lick his sores and his wounds as he laid there. I come to tell you today, it didn't stop Lazarus from being faithful to God. His circumstance didn't stop him from being faithful to the house of God. I come to preach to somebody this morning. Uh, whoever accepts this message, uh, I know you're going through the fire. I know you're going through the flood. Uh, but just stay faithful. Uh, just stay committed uh, to the house of God. Uh, stay committed uh, to the church uh, and the things of God. Say, oh, oh, I come some, call me, you know who you are. And you say, give me a word, I need a word, what am I doing? I come to give you your word this morning. God dropped it in my spirit. Oh, I come to tell you, sometimes you just gotta go through the fire. Sometimes you just gotta go through the furnace. Sometimes it feels like it's getting cranked up seven times hotter. Brother McKinn, than what it has been and every time you turn around it's something else it's not nothing you're doing it's not nothing you're involved in other than just being faithful other than loving God and serving God and trusting God I'm going to tell you something if we're not careful Oh, the devil moves in 
and he sees what you're doing. Why is he fighting us? Why is he coming against us so hard? Every time I turn around, if it ain't the refrigerator, it's the microwave. If it ain't the microwave, it's the stove. If it ain't the stove, it's the dishwasher. If it ain't the dishwasher, it's the, it's the washer and the dryer. It's the car. It's the brakes. It's the end. It's the transfer. It's the mo. Whatever it is, I come to tell you today, it ain't nothing that you're doing wrong. You're just being faithful, and God sees it. But the devil also sees it, and he's warring. preacher oh preacher I'm going to tell you something the rich man he didn't do something wrong and sometimes we as people of God and I've been there I'm guilty brother Aaron pray that you make it through it you may God make, bring me through it because it's so, it's just, it's tiring. Every time you turn around, it's something different. 200 here, 300 here, 150 there, $500 here. Turn around, and every time you turn around, it's something different and something more. Brother Jimbo, and you think, my God, what is it now? What is it going to be? Scared to roll out of bed on Monday morning. Don't even want to face the day. Don't tell them what's going to break or tear up or tear down that you got to pay to fix. Don't have the money to pay. But I come to tell you today that you need to square your shoulders and quit saying, well, just pray that I'll make it. And you need to come into the house of God and come up here and say, you know what, devil? I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it, devil. I'm going to get through this. I don't know when and I don't know how, but I'm going to make it. I'll never forget. I'll never forget it. I lived to be 150 years old. Brother Ryan was up. He was preaching. Everything seemed to be turning against him. Work down, everything down. Couldn't turn around. And Sister Jenny said, my Lord, uh, is it going to get better? Or is it going to get worse? Or is it going to get worse before it gets better? And Brother Ryan stood up and began to preach. And he said, I don't know if it's going to get worse before it gets better. All I know is it's just going to get better. It might get worse before it gets better. I come to tell you today, it's going to get better. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know God's going to do it. I know God's going to see you through it. Well, preacher, you ain't the one that's got, no, I, I might not be, but I promise you, talking to men the other day, and I said, hey, we got all, we got all of our own troubles and trials and, and demons we got to get over. Everybody's got their own problems. I promise you, I got my own problems, my own circumstance. I come to tell you today, I'm just going to keep trusting in him. I'm just going to keep believing in him. I know my God is faithful. He's a rewarder. Oh, preacher, you don't know what I have to go through and what I've been going through. I'm going to tell you something. I've been there on the job, on my last week's work of check. I'm not bragging back then, but man, it was $4,800 for one week worth of work. And I walked off of that job. I left them with it. I said, I'm quitting. They wouldn't even give me my check. They wouldn't even let me pick up my job box. They said, no, we're going to just give you a week to think about it. We want you to take a week off. and contact. You sure you want to do this? You won't go anywhere and find this kind of money. I said, oh, I know it, but I'm quitting. Well, we're not going to give you your check today. We want you to come back in a week. Uh, wouldn't even let me load my job box. And you had to have passes to get back in there and biodiesel plant. Uh, couldn't even go back there to get your job box. And, and man, I come out of there, climbed in my truck. I told him, I'm tired. I ain't missing no church. I'm not going to miss the house of God. I ain't going to do it. I'm going to be faithful to church. I'm not going to miss. They just want me to take off. And I wasn't going to do it. I come home. I uh, walked away from that. Went back there and they have the owner of the company sitting there waiting on me when I got there to pick up my job box I took my dad with me me and my dad drove up in there uh, pulled in there got my job box 
he come out and he said, here, son, I want you to take my personal cell phone number. If you ever change your mind, I want you to come back. You always got a job here uh, at this plant, this facility. I said, okay, I appreciate it. Uh, I loaded my job box. I took off down the road. Didn't know where I was going to work. Didn't know what I was going to do. Wound up going to work for Brother Andy Durbin, hanging drywall, making $15 an hour. Recession started setting in. We wasn't averaging about maybe Brother DJ, he was there, he knew. We wasn't averaging maybe 28, 30 hours. It wasn't nothing to do with Brother Durbin, but we just, he didn't have no work. Wasn't a lot of work going on. Man, I started racking up credit cards. I racked up all my credit cards, running all my money out of my account. Didn't have no money. Had all my credit cards maxed out. Here I am thinking, my Lord, I could probably be making about 5500 a week by now if I'd have stayed on that job. That devil just whispering little sweet things in my ear. And man, I was there working. Brother Matt, I'm gonna tell you something how the devil just jump on you. I was in there right across from where Panera Bread used to be and Sister Dominica's store used to be in that strip mall pro and hunter right across the road. Nice red brick dentist office. We was hanging the firewall in that thing. Middle of summer, it was hot. I was up in that firewall sweating and a man working all week. When, as soon as I got my check, it wasn't even enough to pay the bills by close. Got in there and hanging that old firewall hot. And uh, man, I heard the horn honking. And I come downstairs and walked out of there sweating. Man, there's Brother Durbin sitting there with a brand new Chevy pickup. Couldn't have been a Ford, it had to be a Chevy. Chevy man. He's sitting there, man, that thing looks so pretty, so nice. He, man, look at this truck. Boy, I looked at it. I'm going to tell you something. No devil getting to work on me. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm just being honest this morning. Come on. Laying on my, I ain't no better than anybody else in this place. I promise you. That old spirit got on me. Man, I'm looking at that. That big old mini thing with jacked up big old tires and wheels on that thing and meat and Boy, them old chrome rims, and man, it was working on me. That devil said, man, just look, you could be driving that. You could be doing that. You stay at that old job, my center. And I said, man, Brother Durbin, that's a nice, that's a beautiful truck. I'm telling you, if I had that kind of money, I'd buy the same kind of truck, and I would have, I promise you. And I went back in there, and I went to work, and that old devil trying to ride me. And I said, devil, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going back. I ain't turning around. I might have to go through the fire. I might have to go through the furnace, but I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to stay committed to the church I'm going to stay committed I'm going to stay faithful to the house of God when you're down on your luck that ain't a time to start missing church when God when the devil's worn you around that ain't a time to say you know what I don't believe I'm going to go tonight my little toe hurts my anger I'm going to tell you something every time these doors are open if you want to be blessed if you want your children blessed you make your way to the house of God you make your way to the church find a place to pray What are you talking about? I'll tell you what you're talking about. Even if you can survive it, your children, your children need to see you faithful to the house of God. Your kids need to see you praying. Your kids need to see you worshiping. Your kids need to see you dancing and listen to the preaching and paying attention to your pastor. Why? You're putting in them babies. What are we putting in them? It's putting in when you're going through the trial of your life, son, baby, daughter, when you're going through the trial, everything's against you. Everything's turned against you. You just keep being faithful. You just keep being committed. What are you talking about, preacher? Said, oh, it must have got better for you. Yeah. Got better, pulled up to Taco Bell. Didn't have no cash. Uh, ordered my food. Worked all day. I was on my way home from Shell Knob. Pulled up over here in the Osha. Uh, got me some tacos and a burrito or whatever it was at the time. And uh, they gave me my drink and gave me all my food. And I was so hungry and thirsty. Boy, I big, took a big slurp of that drink, Brother Dylan. And uh, man, it was good. Gave him my debit card. It kept declining. I didn't have nothing else. That was the only one I thought I had money in it. And all my credit cards was mad. He looked at me and said, sir, it keeps declining. It said insufficient funds. Back then, it'd do that to you. I don't know if they still do that now, but it read insufficient funds. And they go, yeah, I don't have the money. What else can I say? He looked at me and said, well, 
Give me the food back. I'll let you keep the drink since you done took a big drink of it. My head below the window. What are you talking about? Oh, living in a 14 by 80 trailer. Uh, the wind would blow. The roof would rattle. I'd get up there, but Jimbo, I'd, when nobody's around, we lived up in there in the woods. I'd take them tires and bricks I'd put all over, over, over the roof of my house so I didn't have to hear the wind blowing. Oh, what he told? Yeah, I did it. I'd have I had I had a little bit of pride to me. I couldn't help it, brother George. I'd have people come over. Y'all come over for the youth. I'd jump up there, brother Ryan. I'd pull them tires and bricks off. I'd stack them right there by my my uh, my little shed, like they was just meant to be there. And everybody leave. I'd jump back up there and put them all back on on that roof again. I'm gonna tell you something. Everything was against me. Oh, transfer case went out of my truck. I didn't have the money to replace my transfer. Me and my dad crawled underneath it. I fixed it once put it back in there I didn't fix it right put it back out fixed it again still wasn't right put it back in there still wasn't right and the devil saying you need to call him you know, how much money you could be making right now Where, you could be living in the house and get drink. I'm going to tell you something and one day I woke up I got tired of fighting the devil I had to borrow money from my mom and dad to put that transfer case in my truck just so I could have a way to work my wife's car didn't have air conditioning in it just had a heater we're driving that little Chevy Cavalier with the windows down oh yeah oh yeah and uh, man we'd take the truck every chance we got in the summertime it had air conditioning we'd drive the car in the wintertime but the problem is the car in the wintertime didn't get around that little Cavalier didn't get around in the snow done too good so uh, here we go but man it was just trouble 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 on every hand but I come to tell you today uh, the devil ain't going back I don't care how much money they offer me I don't, it ain't worth my family it ain't worth it I'm not going to do it I'm going to stay here if I live in this trailer all my life if I drive this old Dodge all my life I'm going to stay faithful to the house of God I'm going to stay faithful to church if I got to go through the fire I'm just going to go through it if you don't deliver me I'm still going to be faithful I'm still going to maintain my integrity what are you talking about preacher you just got to stay faithful to the house of God you got to stay faithful you need to stay committed as they come to the music I'm almost done I'm going to tell you today it might look bleak today it might look bad today it might look sorrowful today you might not know where it's going to come from you might not know where it's going to be and say oh God whoo he preached to us Wednesday night he preached to it it's at the bottom of the barrel where the at. Oh, when you gotta scrape the bottom, that's where the miracle's at. God, I don't understand why I'm going through what I'm going through, but I understand one thing. You're faithful. You're just. You know your ways are far beyond my ways. Your thoughts are beyond my thoughts. I'm gonna stay true. I'm gonna stay faithful. What are you talking about? I'm talking about when you go through the fiery furnace. We're going to heat this thing up seven times. It was so hot, it killed the men that threw them in there. What are you talking about, preacher? Oh, Elder Triple used to say, if you can stand the pulling, God will pull you through. You know, I like to say within a year or two, it was better. Uh-uh. It wasn't. I like to say within three or four years, my finances turned around. Man, I was making as much money. No, it wasn't. Three and four years later, that same credit card was still maxed out. I was still driving an old used truck. I still living in that same old trailer with the roof rattling. I still climbing up there and taking the tires off, Brother Dylan, and the bricks off so I didn't have to hear the wind rattling. But I'm going to tell you something. It didn't, change my, it didn't change my integrity. It didn't change my love for the house of God and the ways of God and the things of God. What are you talking about? He said, oh, king, we don't even care how you answer. We answer you. 
Because if not, Brother Tim Jones, if he don't, if he don't do it, we still ain't going to bow. Some of y'all, you need to make a stand. Some of y'all have. I believe it. That's what put me on my face before the Lord. I feel like you, 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 you're different. I feel like your spirit's different. And I feel like you're doing everything you know to do. But I feel like there's some other people. In the, you can't make up your mind. Your mind. You, 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 is it worth it? Is it take all of that? Do I have to live like that? Do I have to be faithful to the house of God like that? I'll come to tell you, you do. You do. What are you talking about? I'm going to come to tell you today, you got to be faithful. you got to be committed. God's got to see something out of you. If you're going to go through the furnace, if you're going to go through the trial, you might as well go through it and come out with not just not even a hair singed, not even the, the smell of smoke on your clothes. How do you do that? It's being committed to God. It's being faithful to God. Oh, King, I don't even care how to answer you because if I don't, don't come out, I don't. But if I do, I ain't even going to have smoke on my clothes. I ain't even going to have a hair singed on my head. Why? Because my God is able to keep me. You need to make up your mind this morning. Quit wrestling with it. Quit entertaining the thought. But Jimbo, I couldn't even think about that man. I couldn't even think about that number. Matter of fact, I went in and I deleted his number. I deleted it. I wasn't going back, brother, didn't I? I wasn't going back. I wasn't going. I deleted his number. Why? I didn't even want it wearing on my mind. Devil, I'm facing it, and I'm going through it. I was going to square my shoulder. I don't know if I'm going to No, I come in. I'm going through it. Y'all need to make, you need to get a, as the elders say, Elder Jones would say, Elder Gary, you need to get an old backbone like a saw log. And you say, you know what, I'm going through it. Honey, I don't, I don't know, honey, how we're going to do it. I don't know how we're going to pay it. I don't know what we're going to do. I just know we're going to do it. I just know we're going to be faithful. I just know we're going to keep paying our tithes. I just know we're going to keep paying our offering. I know we're going to keep going to church. I don't know how we're going to afford the gas, but we're just going to afford. I'm going to tell you something. Say, I don't know. I don't even have to get my gas. It's below the E. I'm going to tell you something, devil. I'm getting in my car. I'm going to drive to the church. And I believe God is going to give me the gas to get there. And he's going to give me the gas to go home. Why? Because I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be committed. Sunday morning. Sunday night. Monday night prayer meeting. Wednesday night church. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going through the fire. But I'm going through it. I'm not staying in it. I'm going through it if you're here this morning you've been going through it it seems like every time you turn around it's something else and it feels like you're right in the middle of the fiery furnace and not only are you in the fiery furnace but it feels like it's been heated up seven times hotter on you I invite you to come to this front this morning. Make up your mind. Say, preacher, pastor, church, I'm going through it. I'm going through it. The devil ain't going to get my victory. The devil ain't going to get my blessing. I might not see it in the morning. I might not see it next week. But I promise you I'm going through it. I'm going to maintain my integrity. He never promised that the cross would die.